Opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Communications, staff, management, or advertisers. Activist Radio is on the air. You have tuned in to the Mark Harrington Show, sponsored by Created Equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders to take on the culture of death and win. You don't like abortion, don't have one. The only thing that can be said to be objective truth is that there is no objective truth. It does come out in one piece. It comes out in one piece. I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. And now, here's Mark. So I got a question for you. Did you watch the Democrat presidential debates? Did you watch the debates? Or or should I refer to them as a sideshow or maybe even worse as a freak show? I don't I don't want to sound unkind or anything, but uh, these debates are really something to behold. You're listening to your radio activist Mark Harrington here on the Mark Harrington Show, your voice of resistance, and you can go to MarkHarrington.org to find out more about our radio program and the organization I head up, Created Equal, the pro-life organization based here in the Midwest. So, folks, this has taken center stage, these uh, presidential debates. Uh, now, uh, what are we, about a year and a half away from the uh, presidential election in 2020, and we're already debating. And uh, it's interesting. People are calling this a crowded field. Well, that's an understatement. Uh, you know, if you watch the debate, uh, uh, it's 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 more than crowded. I mean, they have to have two nights for them. Uh, more than ten candidates per night. They divide them into two nights. To say it's a crowded field is a is a, a definite understatement. No question. You know, and as I was watching. Uh, this this debate or or sideshow, if you want to call it that, I kept thinking to myself, who are these people? I I don't I've never seen half of them. I don't even know who they are. I wondered, you know, if they maybe randomly just selected people from the audience to come up. Uh, maybe maybe the selection committee for the debates just went out into the audience and grabbed people and dragged them up onto the stage because. I didn't even know a lot of these folks uh, the first time I'd met, you know, seen some of these people. So that was interesting. It's like, who is this person? You know, uh, very interesting. And then, you know, you wonder with Bill de Blasio, he's on the left side of the stage. I wonder if he's going to fall off at one, st- one point during the, during the debate because the stage was so full. You know, maybe, maybe it'd be better rather than having these debates uh, and, and boring the American people with 23 candidates or how many there are, I don't know. Rather than doing that for the next six months or whatever, maybe they should just arm wrestle or something. You know, I, I don't, I'm not sure the outcome would matter a whole lot, to be honest. They're all, they're all bad. I mean, they're terrible. Every one of these candidates are so far to the left and, and just evil that you just Got to wonder, does it really matter? Maybe they should just flip a coin or something. That may be a better process. At least it'd be better for the American people to have to, rather than have to endure this, you know, months and months of this, this kind of stuff. Uh, You know, to say that the Democrats lack a bench, you know, a bench like a bench in basketball, uh, you know, not the starting five. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they they lack a starting five. 
if not, they lack a star player, no doubt. And you can you can understand why a lot of people are thinking that President Trump is a shoe in for 2020. I wouldn't go that far, although I think he'll win, but I, I wouldn't go that far. But certainly it's a, it's a strange looking group of people. So what we want to do today, I want to go through some of the talking points of the Democrat uh, uh, candidates for president on the abortion issue. And I want to dismantle a few of those. There was a significant amount of time during the debate brought on, uh, onto the issue of abortion for obvious reasons. I mean, this is a big wedge issue politically. The Democrats are in one camp. Republicans are typically in the other. And so, you know, they're tripping over each other in, in the debate to try to outdo each other on abortion, to out abortion each other. I mean, really, that, that's what you'll see and here on the Mark Harrington Show, as we go back over these comments during the presidential debate the other night on abortion, uh, it just seems like they are tripping over each other to, to uh, you know, outdo each other, come up with the most radical pro-abortion, pro-late-term abortion, pro-infanticide position you can have. Uh, that's where we've gotten to here in America, a major party that is so pro-abortion, you wonder that eventually at the end of this whole process of the Democrat primaries, that we're going to end up with a party uh, nominee that would support killing toddlers. Maybe that'll be the position they take. And they'll say that you should pay for it with your tax dollars. I mean, that's, that's maybe where we're going here. I mean, years ago, I would have never thought we got to this place where they're supporting infanticide and say the Hyde Amendment should be repealed and you should pay for abortions. I thought that was never going to happen. Well, that's happened. Now I wonder whether maybe we'll get to the point that we're going to support the killing of born children, even toddlers. I mean, that sounds extreme. It is. But you just got to wonder watching this uh, debate. So anyway, there's going to be a couple of the uh, presidential candidates here are going to be uh, sharing their position on abortion. We've got the governor of Washington, Governor Inslee. We've got the former housing secretary, Julian, Julian Castro. Uh, he's going to share. In fact, he has a very interesting comment about trans females, which we're going to get into. Uh, we hear from, of course, the um, Senator Amy Klobuchar from, uh, well, I'm not sure, where, where is she from? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, Massachusetts Senator, of course, Senator Elizabeth Warren also will be here, heard here on the stage uh, of these uh, presidential debates. So let's go ahead and cue up that. Uh, I'd like to start out, here is Washington Governor Inslee. Should not be an option in the United States of America for any insurance company to deny women coverage for their exercise of their right of choice. And I am the only candidate here who has passed a law protecting a woman's right of reproductive health and health insurance. And I'm the only candidate who has passed a public option. And I respect everybody's goals and plans here. But we do have one candidate that's actually advanced the ball. And we got to have access for everyone. I've done it Retirement as a public office. All right. Stop it there for now. Stop it there. Well, so here you go. Washington Governor Inslee, who said a woman, woman's right, woman right of choice, 
right of choice. I've not heard of that. I thought it was a right to choose. But anyway, he talks about how he's up the ante in the state of Washington by forcing taxpayers in that state to fund abortions. Uh, you know, here he is. He, he's, 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 he's up in the ante, okay, on the rest of the candidates. Well, he was not going to be out. I mean, he, he was going to get outdone here, folks, because then we hear from Senator Amy Klobuchar. Go ahead and play that clip. She's the next one. I just want to say there's three women up here that have fought pretty hard for a woman's right to choose. So I'll start with that. There we go. And the tears go up there, right? Go ahead and stop it there. There you go. Amy Klobuchar, one of the three women running for president. Uh, by the way, can we refer to women as women anymore? I mean, I, I'm sorry. Isn't that being binary? It's being awful binary there. Uh, <laughs> but she didn't want to be outdone by Governor Inslee. So she said, you know, well, you might have passed tax funder funding for abortion, but I'm one of the three women that have stood for a woman's right to choose. Now we hear from housing, former housing secretary, Julian Castro. Julian Castro. Now, Julian Castro, his last name, he's appropriately named Castro. After Fidel, probably. Castro, he appropriately named because this guy is a socialist. He's a communist. So he's got the right name. I don't know if that's going to help him or not, but um, reminds me of Cuba a little bit. Fidel and Raul Castro. Julian Castro, let's hear from him. Go ahead and play that. Clear. I think we share the goal of universal health care. And the idea I put out there, the public option, which the governor was just talking about, this idea is that you use Medicare or Medicaid without We're any We're finishing up with Amy Klobuchar. Go ahead. Way. Keep it going. And it, the estimates are 13 million people would see a reduction in their premiums. 12 more million people would get covered. So I think it is a beginning and the way you start and the way you move to universal health care. Secretary Castro, this one is for you. All of you on stage support a woman's right to an abortion. You all support some version of a government health care option. Would your plan cover abortion, Mr. Secretary? Yes, it would. Uh, I don't believe only in reproductive uh, freedom. I believe in reproductive justice. Stop it. And Stop it there. Reproductive justice. Reproductive justice. <laughs> yeah. It's not enough that we have the euphemism of reproductive choice, right, which is a misnomer. Choice to do what? Reproductive choice, freedom to choose, the right to choose. We never finish the sentence. The right to choose what? The right to an abortion, which is the dismembering, decapitation, and disemboweling of a preborn human being. Let's finish the sentence. Reproductive freedom, reproductive choice. That's not good enough. Julian or Julian Castro, appropriately named, calls for the uh, reproductive justice, not just reproductive choice. Now, I guess this means the full and wide range of options that women have uh, for reproduction, meaning birth control and other things, including abortion. And so justice, apparently, reproductive justice, is that everybody has access to it and that it will be tax-funded. But reproductive justice isn't enough for Julian Castro. Julian Castro, not enough. 
he calls for something else. Go ahead and play the clip. You know, what that means is that just because a woman, or let's also not forget someone in the trans community, a trans Let's not forget. Let's not forget uh, them. Is poor doesn't mean they shouldn't have the right to exercise that right to choose. And so I absolutely would cover the right to have an abortion. More than that, uh, everybody in this crowd and watching at home knows that in our country today, a person's right to choose is under assault in places like Missouri, in Alabama, in Georgia. I would appoint judges to the federal bench that understand the precedent of Roe v. Wade and will respect it. And in addition to that, make sure that we fight hard as we transition our health care system to one where everybody can get and exercise that right. Senator Warren, would you All right, stop there. Stop there. Now, listen, he talks about the trans community and he refers to trans females, trans females having the right to an abortion. I looked at that. I was sitting there and thinking to myself, say what? I mean, I, I need to, I'm, I'm pretty up on these terms, you know, being a cultural Christian. I, I kind of follow what's going on. But I had to check the dictionary on this one. I had to be sure I was right. And a trans female is someone who's born male. That means has male genitalia. They're born male, but they identify as a female, as their gender being a female. Now, I don't know about you, but as long as you have male private parts, I don't think you're going to be able to access an abortion. Uh, Julian, I, I just think you're wrong on this one. I'm sure the, the trans community and, and the gay community is going to overlook this one because you pandered to them very well in your statement here, extending uh, reproductive justice to the trans community. So he checked that box nicely, didn't he? But he was wrong. I mean, come on. <laughs> A man, at least physically speaking, a man can't have an abortion. I'm, I'm sure he knows that. Uh, he just maybe slipped up here. So trans females, just to set the record straight, trans females cannot access abortions. They just can't. And they're not going to have them tax funded either. It's just not going to happen. So he, he misstepped a little bit. Julian's got to get right on his terminology his phraseology, you know, that's changing every day. And it's hard to keep up with all of these different types of genders and different things going on in the trans, so-called trans community. But he, he certainly blew it last night with that, talking about how trans females needed the right to abortion. Now, let's continue on because Elizabeth Warren, not to be outdone, not to be outdone by the others, not to be done by, outdone by Julian Castro, not to be outdone by Amy Klobuchar or Governor Inslee. She was not gonna be outdone. Senator Warner set the record straight, upping the ante, the one-upsmanship of the Democrat party right now on abortion. Go ahead and play that clip. Uh, any limits on abortion? I would make certain that every woman has access to the full range of reproductive health care services, and that includes birth control, it includes abortion, it includes everything for a woman. And everything. I everything, and you pay for it. It's not enough for us to expect the courts to protect us. 
47 no. years ago, Roe versus Wade was decided, and we've all looked to the courts all that time, as state after state has undermined Roe, has put in exceptions, has come right up to the edge of taking away protection. Your time is up, Senator. We yes, now have an America where most people support Roe versus Wade. We need to make that Senator federal Yorker. law. Thank you. Jose? There you go. So she's up. She's up in the ante there. She's up in the ante even further. She's not going to be outdone by the other candidates. I mean, they're tripping over themselves. They're fighting for the position, right? They might as well, like I say, be tackling each other on abortion to make sure they're they are the most extreme candidate. She says that Roe v. Wade needs to be codified into federal law. Well, be honest, they, they tried that in the 1990s. Bill Clinton, I'm old enough to remember that, which was well, the law was called um, Freedom of Choice Act, FOCA. Right after the election of Bill Clinton in 1993, he tried to pass FOCA, Freedom of Choice Act. It sounds like that Senator Warren, if if she becomes president of the United States, she wants to pass FOCA, Freedom of Choice Act. So here we have it. One upsmanship from the presidential candidates on the Democrat side. It's not enough to support tax-funded abortion in your state, like Governor Inslee. It's not enough to support reproductive justice, which includes all supposedly the gamut of every single conceivable reproductive issue for women. It's not enough for that be to, to force you to pay for that through your tax dollars. It's not enough for Julian Castro to say that trans females need the right to abortion and it should be tax funded. Uh, you got that one wrong. Uh, and it's not enough for Elizabeth Warren to say that we should be in, in, may, codifying Roe versus Wade into federal law with a Freedom of Choice Act. Folks, this is what we're seeing. This extreme, I mean, abortion is extreme to start with. Just any kind of abortion, whether it's first or second or third trimester, they're all extreme. Abortion's murder. It takes the life of a human being by dismembering them. But now they're going out of their way to force you to pay for it, and to cover everybody, everybody conceivably that might have some kind of reproductive health concern. That is where we're at right now in America, and right now with the with the presidential uh, presidential campaign officially launched with Donald Trump announcing his candidacy last week, and now these presidential debates are now coming online. We're going to be seeing more and more of this extreme positions on abortion and other things. Let me also say, I mean, the immigration issue was also front and center at the debate. I said this before, I'll say it again. Immigration is a pro-life issue. Not that it's a pro-life issue because we care about the children who are being detained upon crossing the border. Uh, we do care about them. But it is a anti-abortion issue in the sense that or an abortion issue because the reason Democrats want open borders, and they were clear about that here at the debates, they want an open border, no question about it. The reason why they want that is because they want the votes. And they want the votes because they want to control the White House forever. And if they control the White House, they control the U.S. Supreme Court. And if they control the U.S. Supreme Court, guess what? They control, control the fate of Roe versus Wade. It's all about Roe. It's all about abortion. Almost every issue has some uh, connection to the abortion issue. Immigration, illegal immigration, however you want to put it, 
uh, is a an abortion issue because the Democrats know if they control the White House, they control Congress, they can control the uh, fate of abortion in America. And it's all about that. So when you're talking and thinking about the immigration issue, keep in mind, it's all about the babies. It's all about the babies and the control of the U.S. Supreme Court and trying to get presidents who will overturn Roe versus Wade uh, by by nominating justices the U.S. Supreme Court that are conservative, strict constructionists that are interpret the Constitution the way it was originally written. So that's what the Democrats' long game is, and that's why they're for illegal immigration and open borders. Keep in mind, immigration is a pro-life issue. Now, to switch gears real quick, I want to promote something that's coming up in July, July 16 and 17. July 16 and 17, Created Equal will be uh, launching our Day of Action. Day of Action, uh, a project that we are beginning here in the summer. Uh, this is the first time we've ever done it. The Day of Action, July 16 and 17. What it is, is we are asking people from around the country to come to Columbus, Ohio. That is our base of operations here. And to be part of a two-day, even though it's called Day of Action, it's actually two days, it's the night before and the day after that, where we are going to be training people, uh, activists, people who aspire to be pro-life activists. We're going to be training them in the studio or in the in the classroom with a sit-down event that'll take place the night before, a couple of hours of intense pro-life apologetics training and activist training, and then we're going to take those folks who are at the training out onto the streets. We're going to be doing Operation Overpass, which in the city of Columbus, at any given morning, one overpass alone, we reach 20,000, 20,000 people, 20,000 people on a given morning. We're going to be doing that on several overpasses in the city of Columbus. And then we will be going uh, to different locations around the city for public outreach using abortion victim photography, uh, places like the Ohio State House. Uh, downtown, uh, maybe some of the campuses, uh, some other places where a lot of people gather. And we'll be doing that. And then also we'll be going to uh, several of the abortion centers here in the city of Columbus to train people how to sidewalk counsel properly, how to protest an abortion center. So if you want to be part of the Day of Action, it's not too late to sign up. You can go to createdequal.org uh, and you can find the drop down menu under our project's day of action is listed there. Uh, we have space available still. If you want to be part of it, it's free of charge. We're not charging you to be part of it. Uh, housing will be made available at a local uh, hotel. If you're interested in that, you can just email us when you uh, register and let us know about that. And we'd love to have you for the day of action coming again, July 16 and 17 here in a couple of weeks. So we look forward to seeing you hopefully here in the city of Columbus for our uh, inaugural event of the Day of Action. So be part of that. Go to createdequal.org to find out more. So to summarize, uh, this is going to be an interesting election season. I just want to be clear that uh, just to get the, 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 all the, uh, the, the appropriate statements out of the way, uh, Create Equal does not support or oppose particular individual candidates for president or any other office. We don't do that. That's not what we do. 
Uh, we are a nonprofit organization. Therefore, we are about the issue of abortion. We don't pick candidates, just to make it clear. We don't oppose them. We don't support them by name or by party. However, we, we do oppose the issue of abortion. We do oppose abortion. And so we are going to speak to the issue, whether it's a Democrat or Republican, we're going to speak to it regardless of party. But just to be clear, get that disclaimer out of the way there for the IRS so they know that uh, we're in the clear. We're not about to uh, oppose or support individual candidates. We will oppose abortion, that is for sure. So to wrap this up, it's a crowded field out there for the Democrat nomination for president. Uh, to say that's an understatement, no doubt about it. Uh, a lot of unknowns here. Someone's going to rise to the top. And if I were Donald Trump, I don't know, I probably my advice would be just sit back and let it happen. <laughs> because uh, eventually someone's going to come out of this, this field of candidates and is going to be the nominee for the Democrat Party for president. And either way you look at it, they're going to be an extremist. They're going to be an extremist on abortion. They don't just support abortion in the first and second trimester. They support late-term abortion, infanticide, and they want you to pay for it. And so keep that in mind. If you are a Democrat out there, I tell you, you need to rescind your uh, Democrat status and never vote again for a Democrat. That's my position. So you've been listening to your radio activist here on the Mark Harrington Show. Go to markharrington.org to find out more. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember America to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness against the evil, evil plague in America, call Created Equal at 614-269-7808, 614-269-7808, or go online to createdequal.net, createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to The Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.